Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Jazz, and I am a new and upcoming podcaster for Hope Reaches Ministries. Um, This ministry is dedicated to helping people see the word and sharing the gospel and understanding what this walk of a Christian really, truly looks like. And on that note, for today, we're going to be talking about John 6. And the reason why that has really just been really crucial personally in my moments is because when I first got saved, this was one of the first scriptures that was read to me or that was preached to me, taught to me. So I figure if I can share this, what I've learned and what I felt and saw in that moment, then someone else can receive it and be blessed. Our main topic and our goal for today is going to be the bread of life and what Jesus means when he says that I am the bread of life. But for people who don't know, um, we're going to start back on, where is it? John 16, John 6, 16. Um, And this is just like the regular John, not first John, second John, just the regular John. And during this time, Jesus was doing tons of miracles, healing, setting people free. I mean, Jesus is literally walking on earth. He's on this ground, walking with people, talking with them. He has his disciples. You know, he has his own team with him. And they're out. And they're, you know, being out with the people. You know, given in this time, we can't really socialize or you can't really gather so much one together. But it's still very crucial to see that the word can be anywhere and that his his words will last forever. So John six sixteen. I'm reading in the NIV version. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark. And Jesus had not yet joined them. Now, before this time, Jesus had fed the 5,000, according to John, with bread and fish. And that there was plenty enough. That was a miracle. That was plenty enough for um, 5,000 people to be fed. I mean, I couldn't imagine being there in that time. And you're like, oh, are we going to have enough? Is it going to be enough? And sure enough, it's enough. When God's hand is on it. Let me tell you, it's enough. When God's hand is on you, you're enough. You don't have to do so much extra work to try to please or to go out of the way or worry or be so anxious. That's a whole different separate message. But after dealing with those people, how many people know that when you deal with something that's a lot, that feels heavy on your shoulders, it's like you need a break. Right. For those who work the 24 seven, there's like every time you turn around, you're working or that, you know, you're trying to take care of your kids. Your, your, your spouse is annoying you like I've been there and you just need a break. You really do. You need time to yourself. And I think what's important that Jesus model here is that he went to go pray to a mountain by himself to Jesus Christ. To well, to God, the father, like obviously Jesus to, to God. And. Having that special dedicated time of prayer just to be 
with God, Jesus and God together. He needed that space, that time to kind of regroup and kind of recenter his focus on what he should be doing next. How is he going? How is he dealing? Because I'm sure not every single person that was being fed was super easy or just super nice or just willing to be super just into Jesus Christ. Because what they lacked to understand was that Jesus is the bread. I mean, without Jesus, that 5,000 would not be fed. They would still be hungry. If you get my drift, they were fed physically, but spiritually, the God is saying that I am more than what I'm giving you. And these people here, they're just seeking what God, you know, is giving them. It's like, oh, wow, if Jesus can do this, why don't he be our king? Why doesn't he be for us and do for us? And, you know, he'll be with us forever. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking that their mentality is thinking and is like, and So, we realize that Jesus is on the mountain, and he's praying to God, our Father, to basically get his mind back on track and his spirit back focused on on God. So, as we continue reading, we find that we are in... about verse 18. So, he had sent his disciples to go, you know, basically they went ahead to go get on the boat. And to sail off to Capernaum. And at this point, Jesus didn't join them yet. So while they're in a boat, a strong wind was blowing and the waters were rough. Like a storm was starting to kind of like brew. And things were getting a little feisty out there. Let's just sail in the waters. When they rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat. So this is verse 19 going into 20. And they were frightened, but he said to them, it is I. Don't be afraid. So somehow Jesus must have saw them on the boat. And he's walking on the water. And they see him. And it's like, don't be afraid. It's just me. That's what the Lord is saying. When things around you seem to be getting a little bit out of control or, you know, things are happening that you can't control, just always remember that God is there. And that you don't have to be afraid. He'll carry you through your situation. He'll get you where you need to be. Because before they know it, You know, then they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Immediately. God will take you where you need to be. You just have to trust in God and believe on him. Right? Continue to have that faith. When they got there, the next day, because this is throughout the night. So like in the morning, the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there. And that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. And once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. So, in other words, we realized that people were looking for Jesus. They were wondering, where did he go? How did he not end up with the boat with him? Did his, you know, disciples get to where they need to be? So, they're becoming pretty concerned at this moment. And they decided to go and look for Jesus. Now, when they found him on the other side of the lake, this is John 6, verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, 
Very truly, I tell you. You are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So already, Jesus already knows why they're looking for him. He's like, you're looking for me just to see what else I can give you. How many people have had that, you know, the only time you hear from somebody is when they want something out of you. You're like, you're not here to be my friend or to really check in and see how I'm doing. You just want to know what I got. You just want to know, not only that, you also want to know what I can give you. That's all you're looking for. And, you know, and that makes, usually, you know, that can make someone feel like crap, like, dang. You know, that makes you feel like you're not important or that you're not valued or that you meant really nothing. They just want what you can give. And Jesus already sees this in people. He was like, "Not you're not looking for me, not because you saw the signs that performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. It's like already they missed the whole point already just in that first sentence. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Now, even though Jesus already knew that they were looking for the food and weren't really looking for God, he said, I'll still do that. I will still give you food. He was like, but the food you need to look for is the food that is in, that is eternal. Not the food that spoils, that goes bad. Not the food that, you know, only satisfies temporarily. But the food that's everlasting. The food that fills your heart with joy. The food that gives you peace in your worrying hour. The food, and that is Jesus Christ. That's his spirit that is doing that. That gives you peace, that gives you joy, that gives you that longing, that sense of Jesus Christ, just him being there in your heart. That is what Jesus is looking for. He says, for on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. To give. And to be able to honor God. And to be able to have faith in that. Verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? What must we do, you know, so that we can get this? Well, what must we do so we can have eternal life? How can we do that? Jesus answered, the work of God is this. To believe in the one he has sent. So having faith is like the step to receiving that food. To getting that food. If you believe and have faith, you've already got a taste of eternal life. Because then from there, you can be able to acquire everything else that you need. God will give you, just like he said. Which the son of men will give you. Son of man, sorry. Will give you. God will give you that. Give you that. God doesn't hold it back. God loves. That's the reason why he died for us. He'll give you what you need to be okay and to have eternal life because Jesus is the bread. He is the everlasting life. So we want to make sure that we're paying attention to that. Food that spoils, taking advantage of something. That's something that's not going to benefit you positively or righteously. Other foods that spoil, such as shopping, drinking, addictions, overeating, Facebook even, Instagram, 
those things that only provide a temporary satisfaction to your life, to your mind. The bread of life is seeking God, which means that you can have freedom. Having a spiritual hunger. I don't know if anyone else has been there, but I have. Where all of a sudden you just want to delve into the word and everything that is given you just soak it up. Soak it up spiritually and you take it in. For it's for you. For God wants you to be fed spiritually. Through his word. And his word is everlasting. And his word is life because Jesus, God, is the word. Which is the bread. It all goes back in a circle. And only the satisfaction that we can get. Not from anywhere else, from doing those drugs. Getting together parties or living that lifestyle, right? Only satisfaction comes from Jesus Christ. And that's also being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because now you are saved. Because now you have the opportunity to be of God. And to share that with other people. So to go on to say, in verse 30, after he said, well, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. So they asked them. So then these are the people. They asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? So now they're asking, well, what sign, you know, will you do to know that we should believe? Like, why, why will we believe? What are you going to do? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. He was like, well, back then, this was back in Exodus Numbers Leviticus, and God had given them bread to know to feed them. That's a different message as well. So they're like, how are, how are we going to know? This is what our ancestors did. This is how God, you know, approached our ancestors. So they're expecting the same thing. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. It's not Moses, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And at that moment, then it should click. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven. Jesus came down from heaven to save our souls so that we may have life, eternal, everlasting life. Eternal, everlasting life. Having faith that helps you to believe in Jesus and also receive Jesus in your heart. God has already done everything else. He's already, everything is already just set up if you just have faith and believe in him. And have room to receive him in your heart. Then you can have truly everlasting life. And feasting on this bread will allow you to have an intimate relationship with God. It will allow you to go further with Jesus Christ and understand more of who he is and continue to feast on that bread and continue to have that. Which also requires for us to know that the bread of life is active. It is something that we should continually be doing daily. Give us our daily bread, as he says in our prayer. Something daily for us to have, for us to eat, for us to seek after, going after God in Jesus. 
So then they're saying in verse 34 here, after God is, or after Jesus is saying, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then the people go, sir, they said, always give us this bread. Hey, you know what? That sounds good. We want, we want that. Can I, can we, how can we have that? Let's have that. Give us this always, all the time. Then Jesus declared. I'm sure I'm thinking that God, you know, he might have said this a little bit more assertively. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All these people all over the world. You've seen Jesus. You've seen him be active throughout our lives and in our hearts. But still, they don't believe. They still don't believe. Verse 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. God is coming and saying, you can come to me. I'm here with open arms. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you. That He says, you know, he gave his life. He gave up his life for you, 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 and me, and me, and you. He said, you'll never be hungry again. You'll never thirst again. I mean, I was just thirsty a few minutes ago. And it's like to never have to worry about that again. Could you imagine? And he says, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. These are the words. This is the bread that God is feeding and sharing, and putting out there. He says in verse 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. He even tells you that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day on judgment when Jesus comes back again all that have believed all that have been truly saved filled with the Holy Ghost everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him if you just believe in God believe that He came down and died for His sins and that now you are free it's like that moment He took His last breath you are now free the shackles that have been put on you are now broken shattered you can be free as a child of God and have eternal life at this verse 41 the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said I am the bread that came down from heaven they said is this not Jesus the son of Joseph whose father and mother we know how can he now say I came down from heaven Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. Quit quit doing all that talking, you know. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. So seeking after God, that is God drawing, because God is in control and does everything. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. 
Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. He goes to reiterate it again. I am the bread of life. He says that your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread, verse 51, that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And that's not in you know, a moral thing down here on earth with humans, you just live forever. That is not what he's saying. He says, spiritually, you'll live forever in heaven, in God's kingdom. That's where you live. And down here, you'll just be fed. You won't be hungry. You won't be thirsty. That God will always be by your side. That God will always take care of you. That he will never turn you away. Continue on from verse 51. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. He didn't say one community, one specific area, or just these group of people. God is no respected persons. He died for every single individual, every human being that draws a breath. That's who God has died for. He gave us a chance to live. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. He simply states it. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. He is the light of this world. He is the light of this world. And we'll stop there. Because I think it's important to take this in. Um, There's so much that he kind of talked about with how God's bread gives life to the world. And it's only through Jesus that you can get this. That God has placed his seal of approval. What makes you happy? Are we honoring God through our behavior, actions? What are you chasing after? The food that is rotten or or spoiled? How can we continue to divert and put our attention back onto Jesus Christ? That comes from reading his word, having faith and believing that Jesus died for our sins. Continuously seeking God so that you may know the will for your life as he has plans for each and every one of us. And also, for anyone that may have a prayer request, please feel free to send an email, text. However, I'm gonna have this set up on here as this is my first podcast. I hope that you all enjoyed it and would have gained something from it if it brought some kind of peace, if it feels, I don't know, even more everlasting. If you have more questions, feel free to always ask. I will do my best to answer them. I look forward to continuing to share this word, to share this gospel with you. 
and thank you so much again for listening.